What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to Y'all Ain't Easy Podcast. Let's go. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Y'all Ain't Easy. I'm one of your hosts, Darnell, and I'm here with two of my brothers. This is Rob. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Waukee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is another episode. We're excited about our new podcast where we're bringing our conversations to you on how we feel about what's going on in the world, relationships, family, life, whatever we want to talk about, we definitely will. If you missed our last episode, uh, please make sure you check it out and let us know your thoughts. Uh, we dropped our introduction, and I want to say thank you to everybody that listened, that sent calls, text messages, and inbox inboxes. We greatly appreciate it, um, fellas. How you feel about what's going on? How, how, did you enjoy the introduction that we dropped? Oh man, it was amazing. The support was 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 amazing, well received. Thank you very much to everyone out there. Like my brother Darnell said, we appreciate you all. Thank you. Yes, I want to um, thank everybody out there that's supporting us right now. We're doing good, and we got to make sure we got to stay doing good. You know, we got to give us the real talk and let yeah, y'all yeah. hear the real talk. Thanks. That's what's up. And today we have a very exciting show, um, something we've never done before or been a part of. <laughs> it's our first <laughs> presidential uh, supporter debate. Um, for those that's out there listening, trying to figure out what that is, well, uh, it's two supporters representing both candidates, which is going to be Trump and Biden, addressing some topics and talking about why their candidate is the better uh, candidate. Uh, one thing I can say is that it's, it's very bold for them to stand in this position. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what that tells me is that both supporters believe in their candidates and feel that they can take us to the next four years. Uh, what do you guys feel about it? This is very bold, isn't it? Oh, this is this is this is ama- amazing. This is epic. This is epic. Oh, yes, it is. I, you know, I'm loving it right now. Yeah. So, well, let's not keep them waiting anymore. <laughs> let's introduce our two supporters. Rob, who we got up first? So this first guest is chomping at the bit to express his support for President Donald J. Trump. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to Mike. What's up, Mike? What's going on, hello, Mike? Everyone. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Mike. Yes, We're sir. And uh, Rob, who we got up next? So this next guest is passionate and vocal in his support for, for former Vice President Joe Biden. Ladies mm. and gentlemen, put your hands together for Jay. What's up, Jay? What's going on, Jay? How's everything, bro? Thank you for coming on, Jay. We appreciate you. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Thank you for coming on. Now, each, each supporter candidate was provided with five questions that was formed and based on five categories. And those categories were COVID, jobs, immigration, racial social justice and on the candidates um uh, each supporter was given will be given two minutes to answer each question and each supporter will be given 45 seconds of rebuttal time following their opponent's responses after the five questions each candidate will be given two minutes each of closing to explain why their candidate is the better candidate um let me introduce the moderators um to to our supporters we got rob 
Hello, hello. Yeah, yeah. We got Waki. Hey, how's everything? And we got myself. Woo! <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, supporters, are you ready? Yes, we are. Yeah, um, ready. That's ready. what I'm talking about. <laughs> so we're gonna start off with the first category, which was gonna, which is gonna be based on the candidates. Uh, and then you can answer these questions any way you want. The first question is going to be addressed to uh, Mike. Um, and it's, what do you look for in a president or what qualities do you feel a president should have? You have two minutes. Okay, the first, I'll run down the qualities first that I think, and then I'll break them down quickly. Go ahead. Um, the first quality is I want a president that's going to put America and, and the American people before anything else. Um, so as Trump would say, America first. Um, the second would be trustworthiness, meaning, uh, is the president going to do what he said he was going to do? Um, you know, does he stick to it? Uh, right. third to me is toughness. Uh, can he make tough decisions that are good for the American people and stick to his guns under pressure? Um, even if, uh, the pressure is going the other way. And the last is, uh, negotiation and deal making, um, Working uh, deals with, you know, with the op opposition party, their own party, other nations mm -hmm. um, to get everything done. So those to me are the important qualities. Um, the top four that I would list, um, if we want to break it down further with America first, um, Trump, for example, he put us first with trade, which was, you know, China and all these countries have been taking advantage of us for the last 40 years. And the Democrats and Republicans have both let it slip. They're both responsible. And he came in, put pressure on China, put tariffs on them, uh, renegotiated deals with Europe, countries in Europe and Canada. He, he put in the USMCA and replaced NAFTA, which gutted our manufacturing and, and a lot of our uh, upper uh, or, or middle class, lower and upper middle class, white collar and blue collar jobs in this country over the last 50 years. Um, in terms of the economy, he uh, deregulated he focused on small business and job creation and the tax cuts that he put in uh, fueled the economy and, and drove up the stock market, which in turn created even more jobs. So uh, you know, that's the kind of guy I want as president, you know, someone who okay. keeps us out of former wars and will build the wall. Thank you, Mike. I don't want to cut you off, but your time is up <laughs> and I uh, appreciate it. Um, and then the, uh, Next is going to be for you, Jay. You got 45 seconds to rebuttal any of that, or it's totally up to you. Um, I can rebut a little bit of it. Um, one thing he mentioned trade. Unfortunately, we're at a trade war with China. Um, there hasn't been any resolution to that. And on the flip side, China is actually having one of their best economic years in the next, I guess, since the past 30 years. They haven't. And we're actually getting close to having a depression. Hmm. Um, you talk about build the wall, but unfortunately, I thought Mexico was paying for that wall. And I don't see any checks coming from Mexico. And on top of that, we've only had 100 miles of wall built. And that was just reinforcement of a wall that was already put up. Okay. And then, and, and you know, I only have 45 seconds, so I can always go back to a couple of things but those are two things i want to um highlight that you know that's all great that he was saying and i appreciate um his um opinions, okay but thank you those jay are two things i want to highlight thank you for that and now the same question is going to be addressed to you 
Um, what do you look for in a president or what are the qualities you feel a president should have? It's on you, Jay. Two minutes. I mean, let's be pure and simple. I would want a president who can tell the truth, first and foremost. Um, I would like a president to not gaslight their Amer- um, the American people and tell them one thing and do the complete opposite. I would like a president who doesn't throw dog whistles and cause division between people. I would like presidents who don't consider it a red state or a blue state but consider us all Americans. And I like a president who has policies that are beneficial to everyone, not just the top 1%, and not give false promises of everything from bringing back coal, which as we know, coal mines are closing, or bringing back plants in Wisconsin that are not, um, that only been, that haven't been um, erected. So I just want someone I can believe in and trust. I don't need to be inspired. I just want someone to do the job and not throw out their grievances on social media. And I think that's the problem is that we have a person who was too busy airing out his grievances on Twitter as opposed to making policy and helping the American um, American people. Okay. Um well, thank you for that. Well, uh, Mike, it's on you if you want to rebuttal. You got 45 seconds to rebuttal. Sure, sure. Um, in terms of honesty, um, you know, uh, no president is going to give the American people the full truth of what's going on. They can't. It's impossible. Um, Trump, I think, is as honest, if not more open than most presidents I've seen with what he's been doing. And, and a lot of it airs out uh, as Jay, uh, and I agree with Jay on this, that he airs it out on Twitter. And it may not sound pretty, uh, but I will say this. Um, the media has misconstrued everything he said and all his accomplishments. And the only way he can usually get anything out to the regular people of this country is through Twitter. And, the, and, and sometimes by being bombastic to suck up all the air. So in terms of Trump helping the 1%, he's done the exact opposite. He's helped the bottom percent. Um, the socialist policies of the Democrats okay, uh, Mike, concentrate uh, power in the 1%. I have to cut they you off, Mike. Power up at the top. All right, thank you for that, yeah. Mike. We're going we're gonna to have to move on to the next category. Um, thank you both. Um, the next category is going to be on jobs, and the first question is going to be um, addressed to Jay. So over the last seven months, over the last seven months, millions of people have lost their jobs due to this pandemic. Which candidate has the better plan to put people back to work? Explain the plan. Well, to be honest with you, I haven't heard a plan from Trump yet, unfortunately. All I hear is open up the economy. But to open up the economy, we need a plan. We had the CARES Act that was um, passed in April, which was great. You know, we had a st- stimulus and we had unemployment benefits. But unfortunately, it had we have another bill that's sitting on the table that would actually help the economy even more. And because of politics, it's not going through. My my feeling is, is that um, Biden, I like the fact that I'd rather have the economy open, open safely. I'd rather have a policy where masks are required and not a political debate 
and I want to make sure we can't have a great economy and not and, and not take care of this health crisis. We have a pandemic that has no that has no cure, no vaccine. So you can talk about the economy all you want, but if you don't have a plan to control or help ease the virus, that's not gonna that's not gonna help anyone. And at least Biden is putting forth some basic um, ideas like listening to science and following CDC guidelines, as opposed to having super spreader events and rallies and getting people sick. They just had in the news that they're saying that almost 200,000 people okay. were possibly infected by the COVID. At All right, Jay, your time's up. Almost 400 people have died. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you, Jay. Um, we, um, Mike, you got 45 seconds to rebuttal that before we give the same question to you. It's up to you. Sure, sure. My rebuttal on the uh, on the new stimulus bill that's that's waiting there is that the Trump administration has come over uh, to the Democrat Congress's plan. Um, they have negotiated, tried to agree to it. Uh, Pelosi was even on CNN, uh, which is no friend of Trump. And Jake Tapper uh, was scolding Pelosi for why won't you come over to this side? Trump has moved. You have not. So they don't want a bill. They don't want stimulus for the American people. Uh, they want bailouts for their cities that blew all their money and were irresponsible. And they want illegal immigrants to get all the, all the money or a part of that money, which is totally unfair to the American people in the crisis. So if there's anyone who's not budging, it's, it's uh, the other side. Um, in terms of the CDC, they've flip-flopped on so many things that it's hard to say. What all right, Mike, we have are. to cut you off. Uh, okay. I'm sorry about that. We want to we want to give you the same question that we um, gave to Jay, and so again, the question sure. being: um, over the last seven months, millions of people have lost their jobs due to this pandemic. Which candidate has a better plan to put people back to work? Please explain. Well, as Jay said, that uh, uh, Joe Biden wants to wait until um, things get better in terms of the virus or we have a vaccine, and he wants everyone to wear masks for the most part. Um, Trump's plan is pretty simple, and it's already working. In June, um, keeping the country open and letting the states decide how they want to handle things individually, because each state is different, he created 7.5 million jobs coming back from a huge recession. Also, just the other day, we had 33% increase in GDP, which is historic. It's never been done. So the economy is coming back. The country's opening. Each state is handling it appropriately. Uh, as you know, New York is different than North Dakota. And each state has to be able to have the freedom to handle their citizens independently. Also, the 200,000 number that has come out uh, of deaths is not, I don't believe, accurate. The CDC came out and said only 6% of that number actually died only from COVID. Everyone else had some other issue. Uh, and I'm not saying that those issues caused the deaths. COVID may have been responsible, but we just don't know. Um, so I highly doubt 200,000 people have died from the disease. Um, uh, and as we saw, Democrat mayors, five of them, pushed people into nursing homes, which caused 40% of the deaths in this country. Five Democrat mayors in New York, California, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and uh, I believe New Jersey. So... The issue is we have to keep the country open. We have to keep, uh, uh, you know, wear masks when necessary, social distance when necessary, and treat each state differently and give them the leeway. And 
And if we do that, the country's going to skyrocket back, which it is already doing. Focus on vaccine development and use therapeutics in the meantime. Okay, uh, Mike, uh, we're going to thank you for that. Jay, we give you give you 45 seconds to rebuttal if you want. Yes, um, 100,000 new cases a day since Friday. That's insane. That's worse than what happened back in April and March. Secondly, you can't reopen a country when you have a global pandemic with no vaccine and no cure. What you could do is have guidelines to make sure to ease and stop the spread. Biden never said he was going to close the country. He said he's going to close the virus. And then lastly, you can't claim 7.1 million jobs when all those jobs are just furloughs that people came back to All right, to Jay, work. we, we have to cut insane. you off, Jay. That's insane. Yeah. Thank you, Jay. Uh, we we got to move on to the next category. Um, the next category is going to be on immigration um, and this question is going to go to Mike first. Before we ask the question, we just want to give some of the uh, breakdowns of what we see that Trump's plan was. And this is going back, and you can easily rebuttal any of this as well, um, Mike. Sure. Um, Trump's 2018 plan was to fix immigration, and it was to deport over 11 million people living in the country illegally. Um, increase the security with ICE, which is the Immigration and Custom um, Enforcement, build a wall on the southern U.S. border, institute enhanced penalties for uh, visa overstaying, and complete a visa uh, tracking system. Um, Trump also indicated that he wanted to get illegal immigrants out of the country immediately and work on uh, systems to get them back in the country legally. Um, We didn't really see a start of a uh, real course of action but, but we did. America did uh, start to see that the wall a wall was being built. Um, it was a Muslim ban. And we've seen families um, being separated at the border and be put into cages. Um, the president also indicated that the wall was still being built recently. And the news that came out recently that there was over 500 kids that um, they couldn't contact their parents. So my question to you, do you support the candidate's stance on immigration uh, and explain why you agree or disagree? Um, I do support uh, the candidate's stance on immigration 100%. I think uh, he has uh, some of, I don't agree with some of his statements early on um, in, term, in terms of his rash statement on the Muslim ban. I, I don't think that was a racial thing or a uh, xenophobic thing. I think it was a protection thing and he's not really a, the best communicator. Sometimes in terms of getting rid of illegal immigrants immediately and having them come in back in, I didn't agree really with that. Um, But I think the way he's adjusted his plan and how it's played out, I, at this point, I do 100% agree with it. Um, He also has limited H1B visas to protect American jobs, which I think is important. Um, I do think building the wall, I know uh, uh, a lot of it is, is wall that was already there, but it really wasn't wall. It was just barrier or fence. So he built 400 miles, and, and they say, well, 300 wasn't new wall. Well, it really was, because that was just basically nothing. So he, he, he's really shut down the border and built a whole new wall, which has stopped child trafficking, drugs, uh, illegal immigration, jobs, and cartels from coming into our border, and it stopped guns from going into Mexico. So um, it, 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 And on top of that, he hasn't deported people left and right, but he has deported criminals, uh, specifically MS-13. 
who's done incredible damage uh, to our country and our neighborhood, especially in the inner city. Um, and he has, the five, in terms of the 500 kids, 485 of those kids, um, their parents, they have been in contact with their parents, and the parents don't want them back because they want a pathway to get into the country. So all those kids have contacted their parents except for 15, and the parents refuse to take them back. Um, so that is a problem, and, mm -hmm. and that's what we have to start to do. We have to protect our citizens first, um, and I think Trump's right on track with his plan. I think it's a good plan. I think we okay, should focus Mike. on refugees. Thank you. I just have to cut you off. Um, Jay, you got 45 seconds to rebuttal what Mike has said, if you want. You, oh, rebuttal? Yes. Um, just real quick, um, i like to know where um, Mike gets the uh, – kids contacting their parents uh, and only 15 haven't reached back to their parents. I haven't heard that in the news. Um, I just want to know his sources because I just feel that's kind of a misleading statement, but with all, with all due respect. Uh, but also, I think I can more talk about this on my rebuttal or on my views on immigration, so I'll just leave that one out there. I just want to know where he got that data. That's all. I believe it was Fox News or Breitbart where I got the data. Okay, so I mean, look, you can you can say if you want about Breitbart and Fox News, okay, but we Jay. know that they're right leading bias. I have to cut uh, you off, Jay. Topics, but and they are. I agree with yeah. you. I, uh, agree with I you. have to cut you both off. I, I just gotta um, give you um, the same question, um, Jay, because okay. looking over Biden's stance, he he does agree that there's an issue with the um, U.S. immigration system. He disagrees with Trump's stance on building a wall because he doesn't feel that that's where the problem is. Uh, he wants to forcefully pursue policies that safeguards our security, provide a fair and just system that helps to grow and enhance the economy. Um, he also wanted to implement effective border screening, welcome immigrants into our communities, and reassert um, Americans' uh, commitment to asylum seekers and refugees and tackle the root causes of irregular uh, migration. Um, and you heard what Trump's um, stance uh, was on that. Um, do you support your candidate's stance on that, on immigration? Um, and you can elaborate more. Um, explain why you agree or disagree. I agree, but I would like to also say one thing is that people don't, people I feel don't talk about overstatement, staying of visas, and also people coming across the border in the air, in flight. And that's more Eastern European. Irish, South uh, South American, and Asian uh, illegal uh, illegal immigrants. If you if you remember, Obama, the Obama Biden administration, was criticized from the left and right for their strong immigration stance. Um, and at the same time, they had DACA, and they also had a right a pathway to citizenship. But as you if you can look at the stats, immigration was down. In the eight years Obama was president, they they, they called him the immigration king. So it's kind of it's kind of funny that Trump took that narrative, and basically all he said is, "I'm going to build a wall, mm -hmm. and Mexico's going to pay for it." I'm still on that because he sold a lie to the American people. They thought that Mexico was going to take accountability of the wall, and they were going to pay for it. I consider that a lie. So at the end of the day, we need strong borders. 
We need screening across the borders. We need to protect the children that go through the borders. And we need to monitor and, and make, make sure that we have no illegal, uh, illegal citizens coming through. And we have to make sure that the people here illegally, that there's at least a pathway to citizenship. And anyone who's a criminal, then they should be deported. And I think that lays into what Biden's plan is for, uh, for immigration reform. Okay. Thank you, Jay. Uh, Mike, you got 45 seconds to rebuttal with JSA. Okay. Well, first of all, I agree with Jay, actually, on, on, on a lot of what he said in terms of the in-air flight. Um, and I believe the Trump administration is addressing that, but I, I, I actually agree with how the Obama administration addressed some of that also, uh, and their DHS secretary. Um and I think Obama didn't do a horrible job on the border. I, I, I you know, but I, I do think, and I do agree with him about Trump saying Mexico is going to pay for the wall. Honestly, I could have cared less if Mexico played for it at all. He probably shouldn't have said it. But uh, they are actually. He did convince the president of Mexico to stop uh, the the caravans coming up and pressured him. And they they are paying for it in that sense with their military on the border. So they're not paying for the wall, but they are helping protect our border. Um, so sometimes Trump speaks kind of out of his ass, which we all know. Um, but in the end, as long as our country's protected, that's all I Okay. Uh, Mike, I have to stop you. Thank you. Uh, we're going to be moving on to our next category, uh, which is going to be on COVID, and it's going to be addressed to you first, Jay. And the question is? Mm-hmm. There have been more than 200,000 American deaths, which represents to over 20% of the deaths worldwide. The United States only represents 4% of the population worldwide. Are you confident in your candidate's ability to lead the country through, the, through this pandemic and why? I'm more confident that Joe Biden can do it as opposed to Donald Trump. We talked about um, Trump's performance during COVID. You know, he's on tape saying that this is a serious disease. Young, pe- um, young people can get infected. He was on tape in February saying this. He went on a platform, a rally, and said the coronavirus hoax, the COVID-19 hoax. And then he says, I don't want to get people nervous or get people scared. You're the leader of the free world. You need to address to the people if there's a situation that's going to cause young people, old people to get sick and possibly die. You have to be transparent when there's something like a global pandemic. You have to listen to science. You have to have epidemiologists, not a brain, a neurosurgeon as your COVID czar with Scott Atlas, who was just on Russian television talking about the coronavirus and herd, herd immunity, which is not it, that's never been studied and never it's, it's never been used. It's a buzzword that people are using now so they can, quote, unquote, open the economy back up. I don't trust him because he said there's going to be a vaccine tomorrow. He said the day before the election, there's going to be a COVID-19 vaccine. I don't see any vaccinations. I see vac- I see companies holding back their vaccination tests because people are getting sick. And now they're saying we're not going to get a vaccine until next year. So I can't have someone in leadership lie to me and tell me that we're rounding the curve where we have 100,000 cases a day. We're not rounding any curve. And it's now it's flu season. 
This is insane. We need someone to be more transparent, to listen to the doctors, and give us give to us straight what we need to do to protect ourselves and our families. Okay. All right, Jay. Uh, we're going to give Mike 45 seconds to rebuttal. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, um, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> he did say this is a serious disease, and it is a serious disease. Uh, he didn't. He doesn't. A good leader doesn't instill panic in its in its population. That would be not wise. So what was he, he was saying is basically we need to keep things calm and address the issue. And it's a disease that we don't know about. Brand new. Nobody understands it. And now it turns out that 99% of people under 70 live from this disease. They survive it. So, and with all the new cases that are arising every day, 100,000 new cases a day, which I agree with the number, the death rate's even going lower. It's lower than the flu. All right? Now, that doesn't mean it's less dangerous. Okay, Mike, I have to cut you off. Thank you. We're going to give you the same question as well. Okay. Um, Hold on one second. There have been... Oh, did you? Supposedly yeah, gonna... 200,000 deaths for this disease. Um, and many of the deaths have come in the United States, but the large majority of deaths are from elderly or sick people in five states, 40% in five states. All Democrat mayors and governors who run those states push people into nursing homes and they die. That's a big problem. People who are the most susceptible to the disease were pushed into those homes. All right. The other thing is, like I said, 99% survival rate under 70. And over 70, it's like 94%. So the disease is dangerous, but we don't need to shut down the whole economy for it. And Trump's got a plan to keep us open and keep us moving. And if we social distance, wear masks when necessary, take precaution and use therapeutics like Regeneron, which is one of the pharmaceuticals that Trump took when he, he was sick, and hydroxychloroquine and others that they're trying, remdesivir, um, we can get through this without shutting the whole country down and waiting for a vaccine. If we wait for a vaccine, people are going to get die of joblessness, poverty, drug addiction, and alcoholism if we wait. We can't wait. We've got to keep the economy open, and we've got to keep going, and we've got to be smart. Okay, thank so, you, Mike. Um, Jay, you got 45 seconds to rebuttal. Go ahead. So two of the three therapeutics you mentioned, one, hydroxychloroquine, was basically considered dangerous and not uh, not considered a, um, a therapeutic for COVID-19. Regeneron is not even approved throughout the country. Only a certain handful can get. And the experimental um, ba- um, cocktail that Trump got, he's one of, I think they said, five people in the world. Now I think a little more now that even got that. So the, the scary thing about it is that and it's also extremely expensive. So only people who have a lot of money will be able to afford that kind of treatment because a lot of times experimentals are not approved by your insurance company. You have to basically pay for it yourself. But again, you don't have to cause panic. You can literally just give simple okay. guidelines Jay. to protect yourself and your family. Your 45 seconds is up. Uh, we're going to yeah. move on. Thank you. We're going to move on to the next category. And the next category, which is our last category... Uh, is going to be on racial and social justice. And the first question is going to be given to you, Mike. All right. There is overwhelming belief that America is a nation in the midst of racial divided. Law enforcement's practice and 
racial profiling all at the epic center of these concerns. How confident are you in your candidate ability to develop politics that address their concerns and their ability to ensure that justice is equal for all, not just for one person, but for all, and why? Um, I think uh, Trump is the person to fix this problem. Um, and I think in, in terms of Democrats and Republicans, over the last 30 or 40 years, um, they've made things worse, uh, both sides. Um, the Democrats have been um, adverse to racial uh, situations. They've made things worse. And the Republicans have sat on, on their behinds and done nothing. They've been useless. Um, Trump came along, and he's starting to clean up the uselessness in the Republican Party. And the Democrats, he's exposed them. Um, for their, their failed policies, uh, especially particularly in the black community um, and how they've targeted and destroyed uh, many black communities, inner cities in this country. Um, his policy is simple. Um, get the economy rolling in, in, in the inner city, primarily black communities, uh, through Opportunity Zones, which was created by Tim Scott. Um, more policing and better policing. In fact, he's the only president in the last 20 years or, or either 15 or 20 years to actually and put in an executive order on chokeholds in response to all the craziness going on um and you know with with, with, with the shootings unarmed shootings um by police um he actually took action uh and he and put in prison reform to correct the, the clinton and biden um uh, crime bill which put thousands of of mainly black men in prison um for small misdemeanor uh, offenses with, with drug possession and things like that. So if there's anyone who can fix it, it's going to be him. Okay. Um, thank you, Mike. Um, Jay, you got 45 seconds to rebuttal. I mean, the rebuttal is we have never been so divided in this country in the past four years in a long time. And to say Trump, a man who actually questioned the citizenship of the first black president is a man that can attack racial division is kind of funny, but this is going to, this, I think this subject is a longer discussion than just a rebuttal two minutes, two minutes, because we have a lot to talk about when it comes to race in the United States and what Republicans and Democrats are doing to help the black community. So I'll just leave it as that. Okay. Thank you, Jay. And um, the same question goes to you. You got two minutes. So, again, all Trump I've here to say is stand by, stand back, good people on both sides, doesn't denounce white supremacy unless he's pressured into it, doesn't think there's racial inequality or systemic racism. And I, he, I know my um, counterpart mentioned um, opportunity zones. Well, Opportunity zones basically are only aimed for real estate and real estate to build housing and housing to start gentrification to push back African-Americans further and further away from their communities and bring in people who, quote unquote, can um, bring in businesses but, own, but not benefit from black owned businesses. I live that. I see that in Harlem all the time. But 
we can talk about the plans that Biden and Trump has. Biden's plan is about 60 to 70 pages long. Donald Trump's plan is two pages. So I need details when it comes to this platinum plan that Donald Trump has put forth because all I see it is is a lot of talk, but nothing in details. And then when he in mentioning the crime bill, I like a president who actually can admit when they're wrong, which Trump never does. At least Biden knew that some parts of that crime bill, and the one thing that the crime bill did was a mistake, was having private prisons because the states were get, were out were crediting these people to bring in prisons and these um, these private facilities. But at least he was man enough to say that was a bad a bad part of the uh, of that deal. But he also had the Violence Against Women's Act, and that also protects black women, by the way. And the assault. Okay, women. Jay, I have to cut you off. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, you got 45 seconds of rebuttal with Jay said. Okay, well, first of all, I agree with Jay that this is a lot longer conversation when it comes to this. It's, yeah. a, it's a very complicated uh, conversation, and, and it's very in-depth. But I will say this. If you, if you want to see Joe Biden's plan uh, for, for race, and for, especially specifically for the black community, all right, look at Baltimore and where it is right now. Look at Detroit. Look at Chicago. All right. Look at these cities. All right. Look what's going on in L.A. Right. This is what their plan is. This is what he's been doing for 47 years, which is nothing. Letting cities rot. No school choice. Right. High taxes in those zones. So you can't start a black owned business. Makes it very difficult with regulation. These are all Joe Biden's plan. All right. So straight up socialism in the inner cities to keep people poor. OK, thanks. Thanks, Mike. Um I want to thank both of you um, for uh, coming on to answer uh, these questions. And we want to give you that two minutes to of closing um, just to let the people know um, why your candidate is the better candidate with an election happening on Tuesday. So we want to give it to uh, Jay. Uh, we'll let you go first and, and we'll give you two minutes. Okay. Um, it's simple. Americans are tired of the show. I think people were excited to have someone different, an outsider, come in with his bolster and his tweets, and they thought that he can fix the country with just his talk. I've seen no action. I've seen a lot of promises. I'm still waiting for infrastructure week. <laughs> I'm still waiting, as you said, the four years in his watch where there's violence and there's riots and there's protests and there's no police reform going on. I'm still waiting to see what was the benefit of having Donald Trump as president. Again, this was a show, and I think the show is finally over. We need a grown-up in the room. We need a person who can listen, who can listen to people as opposed to not blaming everyone else but themselves. I don't want a president who can never take responsibility for the actions that they're responsible for. The one thing that you can you can see with Joe Biden is that he'll listen to science, he'll listen to his advisors, and he'll listen to the be what's the best interest for the American people. Donald Trump has not done any of that. So I'm just waiting to see if people will wake up and realize that season one 
was not a good season, and Donald Trump needs to be canceled. Thank you, Jay. And we're going to give uh, Mike, give you two minutes in closing. Okay. Donald Trump is not a politician. All right? He's a businessman, and he's approached the presidency like a business. All right? It is not pretty sometimes when you have to fix major issues that have been screwed up over the last 50 to 60 years by both parties. Trump was disliked by the Republicans when he ran. He was disliked by the Democrats. He was disliked by Hollywood. He was disliked by the big corporations, especially the big pharmaceuticals. All the people who I don't trust, he they disliked him, which made me trust him. And we hear that he didn't do anything, but he's done a lot in terms of getting a, a trade deal done with China that works for America. He's got our economy on overdrive, and now it's back after uh, a major pandemic. Um, he's uh, done four major trade deals, uh, major uh, peace deals overseas in the Middle East. Our country is coming back because we have an outsider who the, the people uh, who used to run us into the ground, uh, the deep state people uh, from the Republican and Democrat side, don't like. And because they don't like him, that's why I love him. Well, thank you very much for that, um, Mike and Jay. Um, that's the end of our questions, and we appreciate your closing, um, giving you two minutes closing. Um, we want to thank you here at Y'all Ain't Easy Podcast for coming on to basically take part in this supporter debate so we can be a little more enlightened for those that were out there that may have been a little on the fence or may have not really dug too much into these categories. I want to thank both of you for mm -hmm. basically taking the time to really take these questions seriously. And, and, and it was very informative to me on both sides. And, and I, I appreciate you both for coming on. Absolutely. I mean, thank you. you, it, was great, you it was great being on. Thank and, you. Appreciate it. Good, Hopefully good you come back. You know, we're going to have you back. No <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Once again, thank you. Um, any anything you anything else either one of you want to say before we let you go? I'll just tell you, yeah, red wave, red wave, baby, red wave. It's coming. <laughs> Trump twenty twenty. Yes, All right, well, there it is. Let's leave you out with an applause, and we're gonna let you go, and probably get in touch with you after. Thank you very much to Mike and Jay. People out there listening, give it up for Mike and Jay. They're very bold for coming on, Great and job, we appreciate yes. it. Thank Great you. job, Thank fellas. You. Thank you very much. Thank yeah, you, we'll be in touch, thank fellas. You. Appreciate it. Bye. Well, there you have it, people. Um, how how you fellas think about uh, think about that supported debate? It was very informative to me, and I, it was very bold as well. Very informative. I mean, both of these candidates definitely did their research, um, and they came out flying. Um, and I, I got heated for a little bit, you yeah. know. Um, <laughs> Not as bad as I thought it was going to get, but I'm glad it was like it, it gave you that chance to still be yeah. informed. Absolutely. Uh, Res like respectfully, but like we had knowledgeable individuals on. Uh, absolutely. And they definitely. both had their own opinion. You know, that's what counts. That's, exactly. That's what the show's about. You right. have your own opinions. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, people out there listening, you know, we we we, uh, we appreciated it. It was a good show. It was informative to me. Uh, but I just want to leave you with this. 2020, we know for a fact, has been one hell of a year. Okay. Lives have been lost. Jobs have been lost. We don't know what's next. Okay. We, we have two candidates, um, one that's in office and one running for office. 
that is supposed to get us over this hurdle in the next four years. Uh, we know one thing that we don't want 2020 to be the same as 2021. Um, we need you to get out there and vote. We're not in, we can't tell you who to vote for. That's why we had the show to try to inform you on any of these. We felt that these categories were very important to be answered in order to help with your decision to get us, you know, to get out there and vote. And, and hopefully whoever wins gets us over and, and get us back into good shape over these next four years. The, the voting is very important. Uh, we definitely want to encourage that. And if you have not vote, we hopefully that you'll be going to the polls on Tuesday. Absolutely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that being said, and fellas, you got anything else you want to say in regards to this debate? Rock that vote, man. Tuesday. Yeah. We're here. We're up against it. Yeah. You know? So let's get out there. Let's make it happen. Definitely. I'm saying the same thing. Get up. If you can get up every day and do something else, get out there and vote. Let your word be known. You know, because if you don't vote, you're going to choke. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> and that's a, the we, the the part that we least like to call. Man, y'all ain't easy. We're just gonna encourage you to because we're right close to this election. We want to encourage you to vote, vote, vote. This yes, is important. Yes. Listen, the what we have faced in 2020. There's no reason why no one should be out there. If you have the ability to vote, you should be out there and voting. Uh, we got Waukee's words of wisdom. We already had a part of his wisdom. Marquis, yeah. you got anything for us today? <laughs> hey, I already basically said what I wanted to say, but real talk, man, go out there and get your vote on. You know, mm-hmm. don't sit back and complain and complain and complain and complain and you ain't complaining from getting off your butt going to put it in your ballot, you know? So get out there, do your thing. We only got two more days left. Let's ride. Let's roll. Thank you. Thank you. So with that being said, please make sure you tune in each and every Friday morning on Spotify, or you can go to anchor.fm. Um, we're, we're trying to get us up on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. That'll be coming up shortly. Uh, make sure you follow us on all social medias um, at Y'all Ain't Easy um, Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Any questions, comments, or concerns, please make sure you email us or inbox us. And you can email us at easy at gmail.com. Um, and we'll definitely respond. As we say all the time, come at us right now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> That's all Please we ask for. Um, thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Darnell. This is Rob. This is Joaquin. Peace. Yeah.